food bloggers. Hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. This is one of my favorite topics of all time in the world, in the universe to talk about. It is so important and it's something that gets shoved under the rug a little bit because we are so busy. The topic we discuss in this episode is the time mindset and how some of us tend to almost blame time for not being there for us when in fact we need to recognize that There's time for us to do whatever we want to do. It's just the way that we think about it and prioritize it. Jamie Campanella joins me in the episode. She is from jamiecampanella.com. She is a time strategist and she is a productivity consultant. She has so many great solutions and strategies for those of us who find ourselves in that mindset sometimes that we don't have enough time. I love this episode. I hope you guys love it as much as I do. It is number 430 and it is sponsored by Rank IQ. Hello, my favorite people. Let's chat quick about some ways Eat Blog Talk can help you ditch the overwhelm, manage your time, feel connected, and prioritize that seemingly never-ending stream of tasks, platforms, and algorithm changes we're faced with. The eBlog Talk Mastermind program is our signature offering and the best investment you will make in your blogging business. This is a transformative 12-month experience that will help you achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible. Join the waitlist for 2024 groups. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to get in on that. If the mastermind program is on your dream board, but you aren't quite ready to make that investment in your business yet, the next perfect step for you might be the Eat Blog Talk Mini Minds. This six-month program is designed to help you achieve your goals and overcome any obstacles that may be holding you back so you can experience the freedoms you're yearning for. Join the waitlist for groups starting in Q4 of 2023 at eatblogtalk.com forward slash mini minds. And if you are ready to learn, grow, and build relationships in person, join me and a handful of your fellow food bloggers at an upcoming Eat Blog Talk retreat. This is a great opportunity to convene in an intimate setting to learn, collaborate, and connect. These retreats involve mastermind-style peer-to-peer collaboration and are incredibly powerful and fun experiences. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash retreat. To get information about all eBlog Talk services, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash services, eatblogtalk.com forward slash services. Now back to the episode. Jamie Campanella is a time strategist and productivity consultant who mentors and guides parents, professionals, and entrepreneurs to take control of their time. She is the creator and principal facilitator of the Time Power Program, which gives people the essential tools and strategies to avoid overwhelm and tame chaos to regain control of their time for good. Jamie, how are you today? I am so good, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Yes, I love this topic so much. It's something that food bloggers commonly struggle with, myself included. So super (laughs) excited to get into this with you. Before we do that, though, do you have a fun fact to share with us? 
Mm, a fun fact. Yes. I was just thinking many people, one thing people don't know about me is that I used to work on a cruise ship and I traveled around the world studying hospitality and systems and tasting lots of delicious foods from different places. So yeah, traveling the world and working on a cruise ship, I think it's a really cool fun fact that a lot of people don't know about me and can contribute to like my skills and background in like a really fun, fun way. Yeah. Pre-business owner, pre-kids, pre-mom. There you go. You had the freed all the freedom in the world. How long did you do that? For six months. Oh, wow. That's so fun. I think we all kind of have that dream of (laughs) just being on the sea and just letting life unfold. That sounds awesome. And delicious because they have such good food on cruise ships. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, you are here to talk about time mindset today and how we can tweak this to make our lives a little bit easier Do you want to just give us a little bit about your background? Like, why are you interested in this topic? Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a time strategist and a productivity consultant. And I kind of shifted into this realm of supporting people and managing their time and creating the Time Power programs because I myself went through this journey of fighting with time so much. You know, I come from a professional background, you know, 20 years and helping large corporations and non-for-profits, managing these events and, and turning all this chaos and complexity into structure. And when I became a mom and I started running my own business, my experience of time changed drastically. And the whole reason I decided to create a business, which I'm sure so many of these bloggers listening can relate to, is because you want to have some sort of experience Mm -hmm. of work-life harmony or work-life balance, a feeling of you're in control of your time. You get to put in as much as you want into this business. You're in control of it. And what happens is quickly that reverses. You feel out of control with your time. You feel like this business is running you. You went from feeling like I'm going to be an amazing CEO of this blog, this company to feeling like you're an employee of the business you created. So this was my journey, you know, my business and my family began to grow. And I was constantly feeling like I was fighting with time. I was disappointed with how much time I had. I started to work, you know, long, long hours. I would take work calls when I was with my kids. I was creating content here and there. And while my clients or you know my kids seemed happy, I stopped doing things that were for me and for my business, like you know taking my daily walks, or I no longer had creative time. I no longer was thinking about the future health of my business, and I was constantly cycling through overwhelm and burnout. And I was experiencing success. You know, I was running a very successful business and I know a lot of bloggers are very successful. So the money is great and it's intoxicating. You know, the more content you create, the more work you do, the more money you make or the more successful you think you're becoming. But in that same arena, I started to see how many areas of my life were slipping and I was losing my purpose. So once I kind of was in this, this rut of like feeling, wow, I'm successful on one hand, but I am feeling so unsuccessful on the other hand. And I was working at the time, I was running a virtual services agency. That was the service I was providing. And I saw firsthand how what I was experiencing were the problems of so many other people, including food bloggers would come to me. They didn't have enough time. They were, you know, working 12 hours a day, 
And I would, you know, give them assistance, you know, here, here's someone who can help create content. Here's someone who can do automations. Let's all these things. But I realized that none of us were talking about the underlying issues or challenges that I was experiencing and everybody was still complaining about, you know, I'm too busy I'm too tired and I don't have enough time. And I tried every solution, you know, better systems, structures, but I personally felt like I was always running against the clock and just disappointed. And it was in that place that I discovered, you know, the, the pillars of my time power program and the time mindset that I teach. And that was that we were, needed to shift our relationship with time instead of constantly fighting with it and feeling like there's not enough of it until we built in a healthy relationship with time. None of that, none of those systems were really going to work in the long run. So that is kind of the essence of where I landed that I could have so many innovative tools for time management and productivity. But if I didn't change how I approach time, Time always felt like it was control in control of me. Wow. So you truly know. I mean, it sounds like you've been through this time and time <laughs> again. Like you feel our pain as an entrepreneur. And I'm yeah, I'm curious, like how how do you do that? Like how do you actually get to the point where you're shifting your relationship and not fighting? You use that term a couple times, fighting with time, which is like when you're fighting with anything, it never goes anywhere, right? Like that's resistance and that never turns out well. So how do we shift our relationship? Yeah. I mean, so my whole essence of what I teach is mindset. You have to, I mean, I do structures and things after most people go into this, starting with the structure or the systems. And so my unique approach to time management and productivity is to work on the the way we think about how to actually change your relationship with time. And that is through mindset changes is how to get yourself out of time scarcity mindset. This is the essence of living a life with intention. And I want to just say is like with, like I've mentioned earlier, but with food bloggers or people who own their own businesses, I get it. It's like another baby. It's like another, you know, you're so dedicated to it. You're so enmeshed in the work of it that you lose sight with how much you're losing yourself in the process. And we often are willing to sacrifice that because maybe we're making good money. We're getting new partnerships. We're getting great collaborations. We feel like we're being more successful But without getting our mindset in check, without getting our structures in check, I have not seen many succeed in the long term. It's like just going upstream. Like you can do as much as you think you need to do, but you've got to go back to that mindset piece and just restructure that. Yeah, absolutely. And so many of my clients come to me experiencing that time is in control of them or they just feel out of control with time. They express they don't have enough time to do everything. It's the number one thing people say they don't have enough time to work or be with their family or self-care, their household recipe testing, photographing, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And so I kind of help people see, analyze and audit their time because so many people are not even aware of where their time is going. Mm-hmm. They constantly feel like they don't have enough of it, but have a lack of awareness I remember one food blogger that I was working with, 
you know, she was working 12 hours a day, 60 hours, you know, never took vacations was, you know, all the time working, responding to comments and this and that. And when we did the audits, she said like she was doing six hours of video editing. And I was like, is that something you enjoy doing? Is that, you know, and she was like, no, I hate it. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. it was like, it's also like, okay, these are things that we need to look at. Like, what are the things that are filling up your time that are not even in alignment with things that bring you joy? Like you started your business probably because you're creative. You like doing recipe testing. You love creating beautiful things, but then you didn't realize how much operational work goes into this. And that's where you feel like you don't have enough time and you lose that sense of creativity. So how did you help her kind of navigate that? Like we we all have those things. I feel like that we're like... Yeah, I don't enjoy that, but I do it a lot. So how do we go about that? So there was, there's two parts of this that, you know, there's the mindset and then there's the practical systems and structures. So with this particular client and where I start with all my clients is this, the platform, the base, like the foundation of the way you think about time, helping you understand that you are actually in control of your time. Whereas you're coming into this probably feeling like, what is she talking about? Everything is out of my control. So, you know, they, people, and I'm sure you can relate to this. You feel like you wish you had more time. You don't have enough time in the day to do this or that you've run out of time, or maybe you're constantly late because you ran out of time or you didn't get to that because I didn't have enough time. So in the way that we're operating in this time scarcity trap, the common beliefs and statements that you're essentially telling yourself all day, every day is that time is doing something to you or time is against you, time is out to get you. (laughs) And in all these statements, you're blaming time. We're acting like victims of time. So the first shift that is so important is supporting business owners to understand that they have to change this belief, this way of thinking, because it's not serving them. So changing the language we use and the thoughts we have is kind of step one. Yeah. And I can break that down because it's such an important important first step to feeling more in control. So the first thing that anyone listening today, if you want to shift your mindset when it comes to time is exactly what you just mentioned, changing the way you speak about time, because this will affect how you essentially enjoy your time and how you attract time. You know, this is a concept that we talk a lot about when it comes to money, you know, like money abundance, uh, having a good relationship with money, the more you treat your money well, the more money you'll receive. Well, I believe time is more valuable than money. So this, but we don't often talk about these same values when it comes to time. So one of the most immediate changes you can make in your language around time is you can stop yourself from saying, I don't have time. So when you tell people that you don't have time to do something, you're usually failing to take responsibility for how you're using Mm. your time. So I believe that language shapes the way we think, feel, and interact with the world. So if you simply stop saying, I don't have time, this can be a very powerful action. Because again, the more we tell people we don't have time, that's the more we believe that, the more we just think that that is fact. And we're constantly living in a state of time scarcity. There's just not enough time. So yes. I heard a while ago, a couple of years ago, someone say this line that was like, if you're saying I don't have time for this, you're really saying this is not a priority for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. And that's so true. Like it's 
I love what you said. Like we are the victim. We're blaming this thing that is time when that isn't fair, right? Exactly. And I always say to people, I mean, (laughs) I don't believe in time management in the traditional sense because I can't give you more time. We all have the same 24 hours. I can't stretch it. But I can teach you how to manage your mind and how to manage your lifestyle within time, right? Time is, we can't bend it. We can't extend it. But the way we think about it, the way we speak about it, and the way we choose to live our life within time is where you have the power. So going along the lines of what you had just said about the priority, it's exactly that. If you have to, if you can't say, I don't have time and you have to replace it with something else, you know, you can replace it with truth or something that reflects more responsibility back on you that you do have control of your time. Like you can say, no, it's not a priority for me. You can say just a simple no. You can say, yes, I would love to do that, but maybe next month, next week, next year. Because by saying I don't have time, you're blaming something external that you feeling like you have no control over. But when someone says to you, oh, actually, that's not a priority for me this week. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. She knows what her priorities are. <laughs> like there's like, oh, she's in control. Yes. Oh, gosh. That's such a different vibe, right? If you hear someone say, oh, I don't have time for that. Like I'm just exasperated or yeah. that is not a priority this week for me. It's so honest. And I would totally respect anyone who said that. Mm -hmm. And so this is where I invite you to step one, take, I don't have time out of your vocabulary Two, find statements of responsibility that you can replace it with. And the third part of this is actually a really good check and balance for yourself. Because if you have to say, for example, it's not a priority instead of, I don't have time, you, you can pretty much know right away if it's true. Like one of the number one things people say is I don't have time to exercise So if you say exercise is not a priority for me, well, you feel it in your gut. You're like, ooh, that's not true. All right, I better realign here. Or the other people who say, you know, I don't have time to play with my kids or I don't have time Mm -hmm. to feel present with my kids. Well, if if you say playing with my kids is not a priority, well, you know, of course, you know, you know that that's not true. So when we start to use more positive and accurate language that reflects responsibility. If you have to say it in your head first, you kind of know where your priorities truly lie. Mm, It reveals so much about like how, how you actually prioritize the things in your life when you start talking about it in an honest way. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a great, simple way to start feeling in more control of your time because then you're also, you're making conscious choices. I think a lot of our time is in, we're in reactive mode versus proactive mode. We're just dealing with what's coming at us. We're just dealing with the next thing on our to-do list. This is very reactive and our time gets filled up with that versus proactive. What is a genuine priority for my business this week, this month, this year? And is my time in alignment with that? If my priority is writing a cookbook well, doing seven hours of video editing, that's totally not going to take me forward in my journey. Do you approach work and life like as do you prioritize your life and your self-care and your family and downtime over work is what I'm trying to say. So like, do you put that into your calendar or do you like set that schedule first? 
Yes. So it used to be the other way around, right? That I would kind of, okay, everything I need to do in my work week and then fit in my family around Mm -hmm. it. And that didn't work (laughs) because yeah, I I still got to family dinner, but I was checking my emails under the table. And like I said, I didn't (laughs) exercise or I didn't do the things that I knew were important for me because I kind of let my business run my life. And in this process of kind of hitting the bottom, I realized I needed to do things very different. And now when I set my calendar, I put in all my personal obligations, my personal goals, things I want to be present for with my children first. And then I, I develop my business schedule around that. I'm very clear. I created my business so I could experience time freedom. And so therefore, I want my business to serve me in the lifestyle that I want. I do not. I'm not an employee of my business. I have to stay in my seat as the CEO and then things will continue to flourish. Mm-hmm. It seems counterintuitive, but it works. I know it took me a long time to get there too, but I do the same. I prioritize downtime and I like block those times out on my calendar and let the work kind of fill in around it. And it works so well. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's concept like designing your life. That yes. is designing your schedule with intentionality which is like the practical side of what I teach. So there's this mindset work, which I believe is the supreme foundation. But then there's the practical systems and structures that are going to support the lifestyle you want. So, you know, you have to be clear what those goals are. And so some people are not in touch with that. Like, do you want a four day work week? Do you want to work on weekends? How many vacations do you want to take a year? What is it that you want to be present for in your personal life? We need to be clear on your vision. And then we can create the time blocking. We can create the structure that supports that. Again, going into proactive mode versus reactive mode. Hello, food bloggers. We are into summer 2023. Can you believe it? And I would love to tell you some of my favorite features in Rank IQ. Right inside the tool, you can connect to your very own Google Search Console account and get real-time information, including pages and keywords that are driving the most traffic, pages experiencing growth, and pages experiencing contraction. There is also a quick video tutorial you can watch so you know exactly what you're doing with this feature. Also, you don't have to find a keyword in the tool in order to run it through the optimizer. A report can be run on any keyword and the optimizer in Rank IQ is the best. There is functionality in the tool which makes finding the best keywords super easy. You can filter by multiple keywords, competition score, time to rank score, visits per year, and you can also exclude certain keywords and sort by the type of keyword. Go to rankiq.com to check all of this out for yourself. Now back to the episode. I don't know if you've read this book, Jamie. It's 10X is Easier Than 2X. It's by the author is Dan Sullivan. He's the same author as The Gap in the Gain. And I think he wrote Who Not How as well. But I'm reading it right now. And he talks about, he takes this a step further. And he figures out how many days off he wants to take every year. And when the year starts, he puts all of, he blocks all of those days off in his calendar. And I think it's like 180 days or something. And it's like non-negotiable. He doesn't have the option to work on those days. And then he does like what you said, do you want to work weekends? No. So then in addition to that, he'll like block his weekends off or whatever and kind of design his work around that. And I thought that was so smart. 
So that's kind of like my next step, <laughs> next step goal for time, time mindset. It's so funny because I did a whole series of posts about just that. I got my kids. Oh, really? I did a, I got my kids 2000 or cal- 23, 24 school calendar, right? They're like the only ones who have a yeah. calendar for the year ahead in advance. I went through my calendar. I blocked out every single day that my kids have off of school, winter break, spring break, every break, every holiday, Monday, they're off. I blocked all those days. Plus I block off Fridays. I don't work on Fridays or the weekends. And it was such an amazing experience. Like, Mm. wow, I'm really designing my year. I am in complete control. And it was also, it was like well over 200 days. I was like, wow. But I was so proud of that. I was so proud that I could create my life around my family schedule. Cause that was, that is my goal. I want to be present for the younger years. My kids are both under five. I want to be a present parent. And by filling in my days with work, that's not the solution. Mm-hmm. I do need to be successful. I do, you know, I have systems that support that, but giving more and more and more and feeding into the hustle culture is not actually what's going to mark my success. I feel when I write the story of my life, being a present mom, being a successful business owner, that doesn't look like being a workhorse. (laughs) Yes. And so, so many of us feel like we have to do so much more. And the idea of blocking time off for nothing is scary, but it's so crucial to your success. And especially, I always say this with bloggers, like you guys are so creative, right? And food and taste and design and presentation it's such a creative thing. And when you're burnt out, even the, what you love doing the most no longer can be enjoyable. So to stay in that creative zone, you have to protect your time and energy in even in a bigger way. Oh, that's so true. I love, you've used this term a couple of times, which I love design your life. We all have the ability to do this. Even if you feel like your to-do list is suffocating you, everyone listening has the ability to design their life. So yeah, I was going to say like, where do you start with that, Jamie? If someone is looking at their to-do list right now and thinking, I don't even know, like this is crazy. I have so much to do this week. Where do they start? Do they do like an audit like you mentioned? Yeah, no, definitely an audit is such a key part of any of the work that I do with people when we get into like that kind of practical side of things of designing it. Because like I said, you don't even know where your time is going. You know, so without knowing, getting a better sense of the data, you kind of always feel misaligned. So really, where's like, I sometimes will tell people to do this exercise, like um, make a list of all of your goals or wishes or things that you really want to be dedicating your life towards. And then if you do that, and then you say, and then I say, okay, go look at your calendar and just tell me what you've been doing for the last two weeks. 99% of the time, everything you've been doing is not even connected to that wish list. Mm. So without having that perspective, that kind of initial audit of like, wow, my time is not even going towards what I want or seeing the invisible gaps, then it's really hard to proceed. So the audit is huge part of it. And also the vision is the other big piece of it. Getting clear what you want. Why do you have your business? What is the lifestyle you want to have? Is it you know, like that, the book, you know, like the four day work week, is it, you know, you want to have the summers off to be with your kids? I don't know. Everyone's vision is so different. And that's why I feel like time management and productivity in my world is so personal and customized because Mm -hmm. this is one of the problems people have is they're trying to fit into templates. And 
I just feel like templates don't work when it comes to time because time looks so differently based on how many businesses you run, your personal circumstances, your household, your extended family. You know, everyone has different things happening that affect their time. So getting clear on your vision for life, your goals, the audit, what, what time, where's your time actually going? And then we make the structure. Then we create the time blocks, the calendar, the project management tools, whatever it is that you need in your world. But we can't create structure without knowing your vision and also having that audit done first. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like it's not one size fits all. If Because I remember years ago, I heard a blogger talking about, I think she was taking a significant time in Q4 off work. And while I thought that was really cool and inspiring, I don't really yearn to take Q4 off. I want to take my summers off when it's nice in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So I had to get over that first. Like, oh, she took Q4 off. And I kind of thought in my brain that I should be doing that. Mm. And then I did what you were talking about. Like, what is my own vision, my personal vision? And then kind of got into that and figured it out and started planning my life around that. So mm. it's like, if you hear something, if you hear someone talk about their vision, that doesn't have to be your vision. Figure out, maybe it's just like, I want to stop working at five o'clock every night or... Exactly. I mean, it I can be... I want to have a date yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. I want to have a date night or I, I want to take a, a walk at lunch every day or something as simple as that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so many people feel like this is one of the biggest problems that, well, especially blogging is so competitive. Everyone's comparing. Everyone's trying to do what the other person has or, right. you know, jump to the next level. But you really have to, what works for you? What is, what is the life experience that you want to be having? Like I said, I, you know, this, that one, one of the bloggers that I worked with, you know, she was working around the clock, you know, mm -hmm. responding to every comment, doing everything herself. And, you know, she was a perfectionist. She felt like she, it's her business. It's her name. How could she kind of loosen the reins a little bit on what she's worked so hard to create? But then on the other hand, she was like miserable. You know, she wasn't spending quality mm -hmm. time with her kids. She wasn't, you know, they would go on a family vacation and she was on her laptop the whole time. You know, her health was also impacted, stress, anxiety, physical. And, and you know, it was just like I mentioned her because it was such a remarkable transformation when she went through this process and found her true vision and was then able to outsource wholeheartedly and be present with her family. And her the best part of the whole scenario, which she never even thought was possible, her literal business income doubled. And she worked less than she ever had because she was so clear about her vision. We were so clear about the audit. And then we created a structure and plan that truly served her and her business. And yeah, I just never forget. She's like, I need to keep working to make more money. And now she's working less than ever and oh, making amazing. more than ever. I love stories like that. I'm sure you just love get filled up by those two. They're absolutely. Yeah, it's so cool to hear that. I have a question about email because this seems to be a common theme for me. I'll feel like I finally have a handle on how to manage my email. It's not taking all my time. And then I just get sucked back in and it's this constant cycle. And I think I'm not alone. I think a lot of people <laughs> can probably relate to this. Do you have any advice about that? Yeah. So remember when I was talking about being in reactive mode, it's emails or, or Slack messages or you know the never-ending communication yeah. cycles. 
we get sucked into those. Like we get the notification, we go respond. We get the alert, we go address it. We read it, we might not even respond to it. But we're basically, our energy is leaking when we're just kind of going to play fetch. You know, someone's throwing something at you and you go get it every single time. So what I try to teach people with when it comes to email management is having designated time in your schedule for checking emails and not doing it all day, every day in between. You have to task batch to be productive because if you're writing a content piece and then you stop to go check the email and respond to that email and you come back, your focus is completely being derailed and everything takes a lot more time when you're in that mode. So emails are a part of business, it's a part of life, it's part of how we're managing communications. So you also just have to have boundaries with it. You know, so for some people it's okay, first thing in the morning a midday and an end of day, but not a hundred times in between. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. But it, for me, it's like a mindset thing that I need to shift because I'll be really good, like I said, for a week or so. And then I'm like, oh, I have to go check that email. And it's kind of like your time thing where I don't have enough time. I'm telling myself something that's actually not true. I don't have to go check that email. So I feel like I need to find something that replaces that. Yeah. And it's two things. One is if you do practically schedule time, like say once a day, twice a day, three times a day, depending on how often you feel like you need to do it. When you hear that thought come, when you're in the middle of doing something else and you hear that thought coming, I got to go check my email. You can say to yourself, I have time scheduled later Mm. to take care of all emails. I give myself permission to give my full focus to this other thing. I have time scheduled later for that. So when you schedule time, you start to build assurances with yourself that you do have time. I do have time later to do that. So why am I stressed about doing that right now? Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And the other thing is remembering like we're in, like going back to this whole hustle culture mentality. We feel we have to respond to everything now, right now, right, right immediately. We're just sitting at our desk just so we can respond to every single thing as it comes in. <laughs> but the truth is that's not going to serve you. It's not even going to serve the other person. So many times I go to respond to something right away and I'm like, God, I wish I had just given that a little more thought. (laughs) Yes. But we're in this got to do it right away. That makes us look good. Respond, respond, respond. And I remember someone saying to me, oh, wow, I always notice that you respond to my emails between nine and 10 every day, even regardless of when I send them, you always seem to respond around the same time. Yeah, it's because I, I've blocked some time to do it. You know, like this is when I do it. This is when I choose to dedicate my time to communications. Otherwise, now you have to remember, emails are other people's agendas for the most part. Yeah. So it's just, you're basically, it's like a place where you're answering or responding to and dealing with a lot of things for other people. So you, have, you also have to be mindful, like what's dictating your time? Hmm. You know, everyone's business is a little different, but like, you know, if it's responding to like, you know, for, and I'm thinking like a blogger, you know, okay, my emails are from some of my team members. I need to give review, review the email marketing. I need to review content or whatever. Fine. Then you need to do task batching. You need to, okay, every day at this time is when I'm doing reviews for my team members. Like giving yourself structure will make you feel more in control of that time. Not like you're just... Yeah, dealing with what's coming at you. And the other thing with email is misused so much. It's not a place to supervise teams. It's so again, you have to audit what are you using your email for? And is that the best place for it? Should you be in a project management tool? Should you be in some other way to manage your work? 
Hmm. Inboxes are not a place to manage work and that's, you know, ends up being how they're used for the most part. Yeah. That's a lot of food for thought. I love it all. (laughs) What other struggles do you see? Like, I know you've had a few food blogger clients specifically. What struggles have you seen with them that we haven't mentioned? So perfectionism, I think we talked about feeling like you, you know, most food bloggers, it's their baby. They don't feel like they can delegate because they want it to be done to their look and style. And I, I appreciate that, but I, I just also want to say that you have to be mindful of the things that are taking your time that are not in alignment with your creative or like your wheelhouse. So just being mindful of that, like being okay with delegating under, but I think another problem is like people delegate before they're clear about their vision. So a lot of people struggle because they bring on team members to kind of do some of that stuff, but then they're not even sure how to delegate, what to delegate and how to supervise. So that becomes a huge, huge time suck where they feel like they're, you know, now the HR department yeah. <laughs> of, their, of their business. And that's not at all their skill set. So when you take on things that are not your skill set or not your zone of genius, they will take a lot more time. So learning to recognize what those are. And that's the beauty of working with someone like in the work that I do with these people, because when you're in it, you like I was saying, you, you can't see so much where you're struggling. That's like the beauty of having a coach or the beauty of having a facilitator help you go through these types of processes, doing the audit, doing the vision, creating this structure, because you can't see what you're doing wrong. You can't see where you can make improvements because you're so in it already. So taking the help of a professional is so important. And a lot of bloggers feel like they're fine. They got this. They're doing it okay. They don't need help. But to really scale, succeed, and be successful in this field, you do. I have seen day in and day out that you need an objective perspective and you need the right tools in place. I've gotten used to noting the feeling I feel when I'm doing something that just feels off, like I shouldn't be doing this. And it took me a lot of years to get to that point. I did, like you talked about your client who did the video editing for hours and hated it. I would do that sort of thing endlessly. I'm like, I hate this. Why am I doing this? But now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel right. This feels misaligned. Like somebody else would be better served doing this task. So I think like over time you can kind of train yourself to do that. But if you can, yeah, like somehow recognize it before spending 10 years like I did <laughs> training yourself, that would be even better. But that's a that's a big thing right there, what you mentioned. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, there I see with food bloggers in terms of they're doing a lot of multitasking. It's not really serving them. They're trying to like cook, write content. Like they're they're just not managing their time and the energy that it requires to do certain things. Like one person was, you know, saying that they were doing all their cooking on Fridays and then they had to do like, they had, they hadn't really looked at their week and what things were, they were so tired by the end of the week, but that was like their favorite thing to do. But then they were doing it like with their lowest energy. So I was like, we have to shift part of like this process that I do. It's like, it's a time and energy audit. Where, when are you most energized? Where do you feel your best? And that's when we should be doing the work that you enjoy the most. That's where you're going to get the most beautiful results. That's another area that I think people are blind to is, you know, like when they have no energy after lunch is when they were trying to 
be creative. Well, that's not going to work. So people think audit is just like, where is my time going? But it's also, where does your energy lie? How are we ensuring that your time is in alignment with that? I feel like it's constantly evolving as you're talking. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Been there, done. Like the energy thing is huge too. So just to have grace with yourself too, as you kind of move through figuring all of this out, because it's not something I feel that you can just sit down and nail right off the bat, right? Like this is a constantly evolving journey. Absolutely. And that's the ebb and flow of our businesses. You know, we can, that's, you know, we're learning more. We're getting, we're learning what we enjoy more. We're learning what works, what doesn't work by the season, by the, by everything. And so that's why I feel like nothing is hard and fast. Everything has to be, you have to find systems and structures, but you have to be willing to adapt to them. And based on different goals and focuses at different times of your life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. You have given me a lot to think about today, Jamie. This is amazing. Is there anything we're forgetting that you feel like food bloggers should know about time mindset before we start saying goodbye? Just that you're in control of your time. You're in a very unique position. You own your business. You started this business for a reason. Don't lose sight of that. Get help. Read a blog post about how to do this, you know, book a call with me, do something. But I just feel like I see so many food bloggers suffering. And I just, it just, it's just so disheartening because you started your business because you love food, you love cooking, you love bringing in this beautiful bounty. And then it becomes something you resent if you don't kind of stay ahead of the game and feel in control of your time and your system. So just remember, you do have the power to make a change regardless of what stage you're at. Oh, Yes. Love it so much. Thank you so much. This was amazing. So appreciate having you here today, Jamie. Thank you. Yeah. So I like to ask all of my guests that they either have a favorite quote or words of inspiration. I know you just delivered amazing inspiration. Do you have a quote that you like to share? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the one that would be the best for this group. And I think one of the quotes that I love to share with people is when you take control of your time, your life is gold. Mm. And this is the treasure. I feel like the gold is the treasure of your life. And you get to experience the richness of your life when you manage your time. Oh, yes. Amazing. It's like that simple, right? But not simple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Once you figure it out, you're like, oh, that was really easy. But it seems really complicated before you get there. We're going to put together a show notes page for you, Jamie. If anyone wants to go look at those, you can head over to eatblogtalk.com forward slash Jamie Campanella. And Jamie is spelled J-A-I-M-E-E. Do you want to share where everyone can find you, Jamie? Yeah, absolutely. You can visit my website, jamiecampanella.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook at Jamie Campanella Co. for some awesome time management inspiration. And I have lots of great free resources available on my website and some great products. So I hope that if you're inspired to take your mindset to the next level, how to really treasure your time and, or if you need support in this other side of it with the auditing the vision and the structure that I have amazing resources to help you on all fronts. And I would love to, I'd love to connect with you. Great. Everyone go check out Jamie and all of her offerings. And just thank you again, Jamie, for being here today. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories. I will see you next time.